Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter, first verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. One playwright writes that it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you will fall for anything. This podcast is about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind. The goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. Dude. Happy post-Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm Reg Clay, and this is uh, Craig Dickerson. Hello, Reg. Hey. It's, yeah, it's, it's um, Friday, November the 24th, the day after Thanksgiving. Did you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, you oh and my Daisy? God. Oh, my goodness. It was insane. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. Insane in a good way. <laughs> insane in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Excess, I think is what we call it. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. That's yeah. wonderful. Very blessed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my family's doing good. I uh, gave them a call. Uh, I wasn't able to come out there. Um, I'm originally from Washington, D.C., so... Um, Family's doing good in D.C. Uh, they're scattered. So my dad's in D.C., mom's in Virginia, my sister's in Maryland. I have another sister in uh, Buffalo, New York. Wow. So <laughs> You're like me. My family's all over the place, too. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so cool. it's, it's uh, wonderful to, um, to have Thanksgiving, to give thanks, and to remember um, the people who mean so much in our lives and all that stuff. Indeed. indeed. Yeah. It's time to be grateful for what we have. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll open it up in prayer. Okay. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much uh, this uh, day after Thanksgiving. We thank you for bringing us here on this uh, wonderful Friday morning. We are blessed that you you, um, guide us through uh, your word as we tackle the book of Matthew once again. And we ask that uh, everything that we say and we do uh, will be in your name and blessed by your name. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. So much. Yeah, we're continuing on with Matthew, which is kind of cool because I think we've mm-hmm. pretty much done it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once again, uh, yeah. there's yet another parable, uh, but we're getting closer to um, the crucifixion. But um, I like, it, go I, ahead. I like the way Matthew puts all these parables, and they all are kind of like they're all coming together. They're all colliding together into mm-hmm. into one kind of group message. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that what we're going to hit on today is kind of like mm-hmm. <coughs> the capper. Yeah. To, and it does kind of relate to what we talked about last week, and, you know, with the, uh, what was it? The, uh, it was the, um, was it the versions? Yes, the parable of the ten versions, the bridesmaids. The bridesmaids? Yeah. Okay. Separating the good from the bad, there were some bridesmaids who were ready, there were some who were not ready. Mm-hmm. Some and have their the, oils oh, ready. Oh, that was the week before. Then we had the talents. Last oh, that's week. right, the talents. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was just like there's this. There's a parallel of separating, separating mm-hmm. the prepared from the unprepared, mm-hmm. separating those who know what to do with the talents than those who don't. Yeah. So it's so about how, to, and, and this is, I think what I was telling you is I think that, you know, the apostles and, you know. Mm-hmm. Christ's disciples who are chronicling this and yeah. and who are listening to these parables and, you know, Matthew, who's, who, who's recounting it, I think they get it. It's repetitive, so I'm sure that, you know, I know that when I was in 
a school, whether it be high school or junior high school or college, sometimes a professor or a teacher would have to repeat a lesson and do it in a different way because, let's say, one classmate gets it, like the apostles, they get it, but other people may not get it, mm-hmm. whoever else is listening. Mm-hmm. So there is a repetitiveness or, you know, the um, it sounds like Jesus is sort of whacking the nail through, <laughs> yes. the, through, the, through the wood. There is, there is a, yeah, a relentless kind of message coming yeah. on here. So, I, I will, so the focus this week is going to be on Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. And you want me to, to read it? My, my, sure. My brand new Bible, which I lifted off the free rack of the church this there, week because I needed yeah. one because I left my other one someplace else. <laughs> go for it. So here we go. Um, Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. And my version um, uh, is, uh, for all accounts, purposes of interpretation or those who are following, following along is, um, is called the Common English Bible. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a, a fresh translation according to its, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> according to its marketing program. Here. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there we go. Now when the human one comes in his majesty and all his angels are with him, he will sit on his majestic throne. All the nations will be gathered in front of him. He will separate them from each other just as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right side, but the goats he will put on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who will receive good things from my father, inherit the kingdom that that was prepared for you before the world began. I was hungry, and you gave me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothes to wear. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then those who are righteous will reply to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you as a stranger and welcome you, or naked and give you clothes to wear? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? Then the king will reply to them, I assure you that when you have done it for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you have done it for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Get away from me, you who will receive terrible things. Go into the unending fire, that has been prepared for the devil and his angels. I was hungry, and you didn't give me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me anything to drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't welcome me. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothes to wear. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and didn't do anything to help you? Then he will answer, I assure you that when you haven't done it for one of the least of these, you haven't done it for me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. There you go. Yes, big concepts. (laughs) Yep. But pretty clear. Yeah. (coughs) And once again, that was Matthew 25, verse 31 through 46. Interesting, you know, the imagery you know, first he starts out with this one, the human one, mm-hmm. and then he becomes 
a king, and then he becomes a shepherd, and then he becomes the Lord. And, yeah. you know, it's all this, you know, different personification of, you know, Christ coming down from heaven. Yeah. To judge, mm-hmm. you know, our, our lives. Yeah. And how we spent our lives. <clears throat> and, and also the analogy is really, I mean, they're inanimate, and we're not inanimate objects. I mean, sheeps and goats are. You know, we talked a little bit about how valuable sheeps were back yeah. in the day. Yeah, well, you know, sheep, sheeps, um, you know, the sheep uh, was a more valued uh, piece of livestock. It, it had wool and meat and milk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and goats basically were just yeah. meat, meat, meat <laughs> milk. <laughs> yeah, sheep yeah. had to be herded right. together. They liked it in a group. They liked, you know, mm-hmm. being together and... Uh, Sheltered, yeah. They needed guidance and shelter, whereas mm-hmm. goats just kind of ran around and did their own thing. Yeah, yeah. And we've heard about the stubborn goat. Yeah. Well, I'm a Capricorn, so count, <laughs> count me count me among that. Right. <laughs> I understand that one. Well. Right. But yeah, there's a so you know good evil sheep goats. I mean, it's uh, you know <coughs> it's pretty clear. Right. But um, all this uh, eternity and hellfire and damnation and mm-hmm. darkness and Going into the fire and you know, so forth. It's a, <coughs> excuse me. It's a, you know, it, it's it's harsh stuff, especially the way you know a lot of evangelicals probably um, preach this message to their <coughs> congregations. Yeah, it is a tough lesson, and I'm sure it's one that a lot of people don't want to hear. As a matter of fact, it's not so much of a parable. You know, he he knocks out the parable almost immediately. He's like, listen. You will be separated. You know, some will be sheep, some will be goats. And then he immediately gets into what people do and what people don't do. Mm-hmm. If you feed and clothe and help your neighbor, mm-hmm. then you have cleaved, fed and clothed and helped me. Mm-hmm. So saith uh, Jesus Christ. Right. And if you haven't, then you're going to be pushed pushed away and you'll go into eternal damnation. So there's not so much of... Here's a story of the ten virgins, or here's a story of the, the master who gave the servants ten talents, and this is what they did. Mm-hmm. We don't get anything of that at all. No, there's no kind of like uh, meandering around the point here. Right. Or, you know. Right. You know, I mean, a lot of these parables have like mysterious kind of things that we've, through, throughout the past few weeks, we've kind of opened up and over, you know, mm-hmm. you know t- breaking apart, analyzed. And, right. And, right. Uh, there's a couple of things here to look at. I mean, mm-hmm. one is that, you know, we already covered, you know, sheep, goats, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about eternity. Right. But I want to take this message just kind of like on face value a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, it's a one, two, three kind of message. First, God's here. Yeah. You know, that's the first part. And the Lord is here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Came down from heaven. Boom. Right. Here we are in the presence of God. God is here. Right. Uh, second part is like <clears throat> what God wants you to do. Mm-hmm. You know, to... That the purpose of interacting mm-hmm. with God's love is to help other people. Right. And the third part of this is like your participation. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you were, whether you did, or whether you didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what I get from this. Yeah. Last week we talked about uh, you know the idea of the talents and the people who uh, you know who uh, interacted and risked and shared. You know mm-hmm. the the gifts that and and expanded on the gifts that God gave them. Yeah. Or their master or property owner gave them, mm-hmm. and those who didn't, those who kind of just like 
you know, said, I'm not going to interact. I'm not going to. Right. I'm not going to participate. Yeah. And, you know, the message was a little bit about, like, having a leap of faith, having faith in your mm-hmm. life, having trust right. in your life. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about teamwork and so forth. Yeah. In this one, and, and of course, if you do those things, you know, the result equals mm-hmm. joy. Right. Here in this, in this parable, in this, in this chapter of uh, Matthew, it's, uh, it's the same thing. It's like do these good deeds and the result is joy. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Don't do these good deeds, and there will be weeping and gnashing <laughs> of teeth, yeah. and eternal, and you know, eternal damnation or eternal yeah. darkness or whatever you want to call it. But what I'm trying to get, a, you know, just the basic point of this is that this, the way Christ is describing your life, this life on earth, mm-hmm. is saying, this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. This is the way life is on earth. Right. Or how I will, or the Lord, or you know, mm-hmm. your conscience, or God, or whoever is going to yeah. explain it to you at the end mm-hmm. if you didn't already get it at, right. the, you know, at, right. the, at the start or throughout your life somehow. Mm-hmm. But this is the way life is. You will be confronted yeah. by those who need. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. Yeah. I mean, look around us. I think we can all see that. Yeah. You will be confronted. So we already have. That's mm-hmm. just the way it is. Yeah. And and you will do one of two things. You will either help or you will not. Right. And that's the story. <coughs> Baboom. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's fitting that it happened. I mean, maybe we should have uh, talked about this before Thanksgiving, but mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is all about people in need. I mean, I don't want to go into the history of Thanksgiving and the Puritans and all that sort of stuff. But there are people in need, and, and there are many, many people, like uh, my dad, he usually goes uh, on every Wednesday with the church, Metropolitan Baptist Church, mm-hmm. to participate in what we call Feast of Sharing, where we feed the homeless. And That's every th- Wednesday? No, no, no. It's, it's the Wednesday, oh, oh, the Wednesday before, before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure your church does something similar, like the chicken stuff. Remember you telling me about that? Last week, yeah, we, well, we have two food drives in November and two in December, because mm-hmm. it's a People want to have like mm-hmm. need a little bit more. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So we, but we decided turkeys were too big and cumbersome <laughs> for our freezers, and we could feed. Can we get like a hundred people or hundred fifteen? We had hundred fifteen people. Wow. Saturday, yeah. Saturday, and that they took home food that of the family members. I think a total more than three hundred because yeah. they asked them like, how many people in your household are needing this? And all yeah. That. Just so we can keep our numbers and keep an idea. Yeah. About how to project how much food we need next time. Right. But anyway, we did the chickens because uh, yeah, they're easily easy manageable. Yeah. They take up less room <laughs> in the freezer. And yeah. You can, you can give away more. But it's clearly it's it's very very clear that you know there are people in need. And you and I were talking prior, you know, uh, before we have our usual breakfast before we jump into the podcast <laughs> about people in need in our role as a Christian, just as Jesus is talking about right now, what strikes me about this parable is in the other parables, the choice is sort of, um, it's, well, it would be nice if you would, you know, would do this or, you know, this is what happens if the master, when the master um, favors those who do help others and, and what else help. This is very, very direct. He's basically saying, listen, you are going to be judged by how you judge other people. Basically. So we judge 
in our own daily lives, who we help, who we don't help, whether we do help or not. And we will be judged by God, by what we do. So it's very, very direct. I mean, it's, you know, there's no punches pulled here at all. And you and I were talking about um, the stress of giving. You know, there, there are some folks who are like, you know, there are a lot of people who they don't choose to give because they feel, oh, my God, I'm just being exploited. I'm, I'm just being taken for granted. And, uh, and people roll their eyes. It's like, oh, I've got a family member who's always asking me for money, and I've got a family member who's always sick, and they always call me. Why do they call me all the time? And just, whoa, 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 whoa. Why does it always have to be me? And it's understandable it's a burden. I'm not trying to place judgment on those who don't want to help because it can be very burdensome to get, let's say, the phone call all the time. There are people who have parents who are bedridden, and, you know, you may be the child, and um, you're like, my God, wh- why, is it, why, did, why is this happening to me? Why am I the one who has to take care of mom or dad? Exactly. Or, or uh, your, let's say your child. Let's say you have a child who has a debilitating illness or something like that. And you're like, ugh, I like, just can't stand this. I can't, I can't do this anyway. Right. Yeah, or you're like, you know, you're giving an example of a person who's a caregiver. I mean, just how taxing. Sure. That is draining. Yeah. You know, but, you know, consider the alternative, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to say. Um, I ask for prayers yeah. and strength. But, I mean, uh, what I mean, what would happen if, if those people weren't there? Like, you know, you talked about a mutual friend of ours. I'm not going to mention his name. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you go through stress helping him out. But, you know, you, we talked about two types of hell. And I'm using hell with, uh, you know, fingers that you can see. Yeah. On the podcast, well, uh, we're gonna. I want to. You know, I want to get into like the sure. hell, heaven, eternity. Sure, sure, sure. But go ahead. Yeah. Two, no, but two uh, types. Of, yeah. Uh, well, so uh, there's a type of hell which is, I guess, guilt, where when you don't help out when you could, but you're just like, oh, I'm, I just need time for myself, or yeah. I'm not going to answer that phone call. Yeah, this is my day off. I mean, this is my. You're messing with my fucking around doing nothing time. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So you have to endure the hell of not helping. And dealing with the burden that you could have helped someone, but you didn't. Yeah, and you, you know, when, you know, and if I if I went that route, I would feel like like an asshole all day long. And, exactly. And then I go like, oh man, I ruined my day off just feeling bad for myself, and now mm-hmm. I didn't help anybody, and now I've now I've kind of just wrecked my whole day anyway. Right. You know. And then there's the other hell of the person you could have helped but did not. Oh, you don't see that now. Right. You think about it. Exactly. But you don't live it. And you know, and, you know, it's funny with Facebook and social media and whatever. Everyone posts what how wonderful life is. Yeah. No one posts how terrible life is. If someone's having a lonely Thanksgiving, yeah. where they're not eating anything at all yeah. and they're not spending time with family, we don't see those posts. Well, that would be a bummer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, most people, most people suffering, you don't see. Exactly. Most people do keep it rather contained because you know I don't want to. I don't want to anybody feel like as crappy as I do right now. Right. You know? There's some people who just, you know, I mean, who just absolutely just need. I mean, it's pain. Exactly. They're going through pain or they're going through fear or stress. Exactly. And they'll they'll ask. Yeah. They'll ask. Yeah. And uh, and you'll hear that, but there's there's a lot of it you don't hear or don't see. Exactly. And I'm sure those people feel, well, no one else is going through what I'm going through. I'm the only one. Which, of course, is not true at all. I think the, one of the interesting things that, you know, because prior to meeting you and 
mm-hmm. our breakfast and talking about it and preparing yeah. for this podcast. And I go and grab the scriptures on Wednesday mm-hmm. and have a Bible study with my, with a small group of, of mm-hmm. my church and uh, led by Father Justin, led right? By Father Justin and, uh, and select other biblical scholars, which I think are just a bunch of wise, yeah, wise people that mm-hmm. I'm very I'm very fortunate to interact with. But uh, yeah. We usually start with a key question, which is part of this, um, you know, curriculum mm-hmm. that, that that we, you know, are working with. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to do it with a bit of a roadmap. And uh, the question that I posed it to you today sure. uh, was, and, and in this in this parable today, you know, you know, there's two basic entities. They are the human beings, mm-hmm. or the sheep, or the goats, or whatever the the, the livestock of the earth. Sure, and, you know, you and me. Right. And there is. Uh, Mr. Lord God King Shepherd. Sure, yeah, that's know? right. And these are the two things. Mm-hmm. Um, so one is obviously more powerful than the other. Yeah. And uh, one is more elite group mm-hmm. than the other. Um, one of the providers, one of those who are being provided on. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. And um, so when the, the question, you know, we usually start with a little question. The question is asked, well, can you name or do you suppose you know any groups of people who – don't have power in this world or in this life. Yeah. And we just started going off. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Somebody said, well, you said the poor. The poor. Uh, I, I talked about renters. Renters, <laughs> yeah. I said, uh, I said actors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our yeah. artists. Sure. Uh, but, you know, we talked about children. Children don't have power. They can't vote. They can't. Yeah, you know, change the thing. You know, yeah, you know, can't drive a car. You sure. know. There's uh, there's the homeless. There are those who live paycheck by paycheck. Yeah, there's the elderly who yeah. you know are people or whatever. And yeah, people who are sick. Obvious one is people in prison. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Uh, you know, they don't. They're all good. Their rights are all gone. Right. Um, immigrants. You know. I mean, that's right. Anyway, what well, the the point of it was is like once you start gathering these groups of people, you you. You see how how vast if you put all these powerless people together, mm-hmm. uh, they would not be marginalized anymore. Exactly, they'd be the majority. Yeah, what a different world that would be. Yeah, and it's often it's often said that I think the one percenters, the ones who control you know the entire economy, are just a handful of people. You could put them all in. You know, one bus yeah, or something like that. Yeah, well, we don't hate the rich. We hate the greedy. We don't hate the rich. You know, they're, they're, I'm sure they're wonderful rich folks who do help uh, folks. But the but the thing is, uh, what I'm I'm not really tying it to yeah. the rich or the poor. What I'm trying yeah. what I'm trying to say is like we talked about in the last parable. We talked mm-hmm. about a lot of a lot of times in, my, in our, my Christian focus mm-hmm. has been in the last few weeks is. Uh, Heaven, heaven is a place that's here on earth, mm-hmm. or that's the idea. We want to create a heaven that's in earth. Now, here the parable is like there's a heaven, there's one God, and mm-hmm. then there's all these like sheep, goat, which is you guys. Mm-hmm. And it's almost kind of demeaning to the poor sheep and goat, mm-hmm. you know, calling people sheep and goat. Yeah. But I think the whole point of the, the little joke is that, you know, we could all live in this beautiful love and, and equanimity mm-hmm. if you just do the, the basics, love, yeah. your, love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. You know, all of all of these powerless minorities, if they just started loving each other, mm-hmm. you know, would create a heaven here on earth. Mm-hmm. Now, what would that do? Mm-hmm. What would that do? 
Because in this parable, that doesn't happen. Right. Only a few people, the sheepy people, mm-hmm. you know, kind of did their did their little due diligence and made a heaven here on earth by yeah. help, by help clothing and feeding and visiting and so forth. Mm-hmm. And the goaty people um, didn't. And right. And they were banished into an eternity mm-hmm. of darkness and fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Father Justin had a lot of – he told me he had a lot of problems with this heaven-hell thing when he was coming up, mm-hmm. you know, you know – Trying to figure out, you know, how, how he wanted to, you know, be as a rector and a spiritual, yeah, in his spiritual life and so forth, and he had a lot of um, ideas about fire, the mm-hmm. purity of fire, mm-hmm. fire being a symbol of God's love, and he would face it and embrace it, yeah. you know, even though it's kind of maybe freaky, terrifying. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's more important to do that than to turn away from it, and right. turn your back to it, and mm-hmm. turn it into darkness, and so there's this idea of heaven and hell is something you either you know, you don't welcome mm-hmm. you know the love of God or you reject yeah. the love of God and that mm-hmm. is you know your hell and that you know and you don't undo that until you turn yourself around mm-hmm. and you know embrace the love of God yeah. through works and so forth now the idea of eternity mm-hmm. which is mentioned here is when he said he come you know the Greek word word for that is um, aeonia Mm-hmm. That's an eon or aeonis. Yeah. And eons and eons. And it, it was um, it, it meant ages. Mm-hmm. Ages of this. Mm-hmm. Ages of ages and ages, which what was at one point a numerical number, a big number, mm-hmm. a lot like talents. Yeah. You know, right. Like this, just a crazy, ridiculous number of years or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. But what? It, but in the Greek version of this eternity or mm-hmm. aeonis or this long vast period of time is not mm-hmm. only the time itself, but the quality of the time. Mm-hmm. Whether it was time well spent or time blown off or right. whatever. Right. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is that if heaven is a place here on earth mm-hmm. and this parable you know, puts, puts heaven as this other place mm-hmm. where goodness comes from, but we're not there. Yeah. We're here mm-hmm. on earth. Mm-hmm. Then um, the other parables, which kind of allude to, you know, constructing a heaven here on earth, um, basically talk about this kind of ideal world. This is the first time we get, like, the grit, mm-hmm. you know, in a long time. You know, this is – and I think, you know, the problem of the way it's, you know, problems or the the worrisome things is, is like that eternal damnation thing. Yeah. That, that kind of, it's not a very uplifting parable. No, I'm not lifting at all. No. <laughs> you know, it's interesting uh, hearing you talk. I mean, we come from different um, Christian backgrounds, like you're Episcopalian, I'm, I'm Baptist. Um, so there's some folks who can firmly grasp the heaven here on earth. And then there are some who are like, well, wait a minute, you know, and there is an afterlife and there is a heaven and there is a hell or whatever. And, of course, these are things we can never quantify. We can never prove or validate. We don't know. Uh, No one has ever come back from the dead to tell us, yes, there is heaven, there is hell and all that sort of stuff. I'm sure there are some folks who are like, no, 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 no. I talked to my grandmother and she died five years ago and she told me and, okay, whatever. So for the sake of argument, let's – Let's let's just grab on to what we can understand 
I mean, we can't understand anything about the afterlife because we haven't been there, so right. we don't know. Right. So let's let's grab onto this concept that heaven is something that we have here. And I even mentioned uh, off mic that uh, there's a um, an interesting passage in uh, Matthew. It was 24, mm-hmm. verse. I just had it here. Is it 24? Yeah, I found it. It's a verse, uh, chapter 24, verse 35. It says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. And that sort of gives argument to what Father Justin is saying. You know, if heaven is here on earth, and, we, and earth is a finite thing, right. um, and earth will, let's say, burn up, let's say, when the sun is, is, has burned up and all that stuff, um, heaven and earth will pass away. Now, that may be a shock to folks. Who may think, oh, wait a minute, there will always be a heaven, there will always be a hell. So that sort of brings it to the army. I'm not saying one way or another. Um, so I, I like, the, let's, let's just hold on to the concept that, that Jesus wants a heaven here on earth. And it depends on us. It depends on, you know, we're the caregivers of this house, which is, which is earth. And we're the caregivers of each other. So, um, you know, so e- eternity eon, whatever it is, may be just the life that we have right here, right now. Well, I mean, you, you think about agnostic or atheistic mm-hmm. people, you know, people who don't believe in God, people who don't believe in heaven and hell, mm-hmm. who, who feel <clears throat> that this is it. Yeah. I mean, what a better message to, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to convey if, if they do you know, understand, well, these are my brothers and sisters because... <coughs> I ain't got nothing else. Right. That's exactly right. You know, right. I'm not, like, you know, going to, like, you know, just live my life as if I have a get-out-of-jail-free card, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to live my life as if I'm I'm doomed to perish and burn, because I don't really think that that's true either. Right. Then all you've got is this immediate mm-hmm. ministry yeah. of, well... Yes. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can do yeah. is a- absolutely try and live a, a good life, interacting with the other mm-hmm. people and making it as valuable yeah. as I possibly can. And I'm sorry, folks. You know, but yeah. that's, that's a Christian message too. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know. You know. It's funny. I'll tell a quick story. So uh, there was a girlfriend I had in New York. Her name was Roxanne, and her brother had promised her. I don't know what the promise was. I don't know what how they, it came to be. He's like, listen, I'm going to, I'm coming up with some money, and I'm going to give you a thousand dollars by the end of this year. And she's like, oh, that's fantastic. And she had stopped working because she was like, well, I'm going to come up with money, and you know, I'm going to. And she prepared for, you know, the the what she's going to do with the money, or whatever. And at the end of the year, her brother was like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, something happened. I don't have the money, so you know, I can't. And she got really, really pissed off. She's like, hey, you promised me this, and I had plans, and this and that and the other. But the point is. The minute she heard about this future plan or this future promise, she stopped doing everything. She just didn't do anything at all. And, you know, there's some Christians who are like, well, you know, I'll do the bare minimum, but, you know, my real gift will be after this life where I'll have heaven and the early gates. And, I mean, there's songs, there are gospel songs that, that talk about 12 gates to the city, the city of gold. And I'm sure it's based on, you know, um, the Old Testament and uh, these images. And um, But there are people who 
instead of looking for, you know, a wonderful life here or making as wonderful life as we can make it here on earth, they, they focus on the afterlife. I mean, you know, like Al-Qaeda and, and ISIS, there are extreme groups who talk more about the afterlife than the regular life. Yeah, I mean, I think once we, you know, I think I think we get muddled in that kind of thinking. I mean, yeah. here it's pretty basic, sheep, goats. Who do you help? Do you help the sheep? Well, the sheep don't really need help, obviously. They're mm-hmm. doing okay. Right. So they're already sitting at the right hand. Mm-hmm. So who will we help? Who's our neighbor? Right. Guess what, folks? It's the goats. <coughs> right. And if you're a goat and you can help another goat, mm-hmm. you're doing your bit. You know. Yeah. But it's that you know it, it's it's if we take away this complexity because a lot of times we'll just look at our lives and if it's so complex mm-hmm. and it's so difficult mm-hmm. and, you know I mean you know that's the way we are you know we're just it's you know we're we're, we're dependent upon others mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and those people are going to help us yeah and we need them mm-hmm. and if we treat our own identities like that right. You know, and keep reminding ourselves that that's that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. I think I think what this is just saying, really simply, is like you know, you help people, particularly the undervalued, exactly, particularly, and that is how you're going to express my love. Mm-hmm. And I know, and and I know we talked about like, well, there's evil in the world. There's like real, real evil people. I mean, sure. They're never going to get it. Yeah. You know, we, I can help them. I can, you know, I mm-hmm. can, you know, but they'll, they'll continue to be bad and, and abusive and right. horrible. What, why should I help them? It's yeah. like, I'm sorry, but in, in Christ's perfect world, in mm-hmm. God's perfect world, in this heaven on earth, mm-hmm. there are those who are going to jump in immediately mm-hmm. and embrace the joy. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be people who are turning away from this, yeah. you know, God's love, being in darkness. Mm-hmm. And what I'd like to believe, and I don't know if this is Episcopal or whatever, what I like to believe is, like, it's not too late. It's never too late. God's love is so doggedly stubborn and mm-hmm. relentless mm-hmm. That it may take eons, it may take eternities mm-hmm. of their suffering. But sooner or later, everybody's going to be involved mm-hmm. in this in this beautiful, yeah. joyful experience. Some earlier than others. Mm-hmm. Some some get it right away. Yeah, I think the apostles got it pretty clearly. Yeah, kind of understood. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of drilled at them, but they got. Yeah. I think they got it. Yeah. I'm still scratching my head. Yeah. Yeah, of <laughs> you know, course. I'm still going like, mm, 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 yeah. no, I wonder. I mean, you know, some people are on different, there are different paths of journeys. You know, some fo- folks, I mean, if, if, if Christianity in our lives is a marathon, some folks are way ahead. Some folks are in the middle of the pack. Some people are just starting. Some people aren't doing it at all. Some people are looking for shortcuts. <laughs> they want to cut across the field. Yeah. Or catch an Uber oh, yeah. to get the easy way to, you know, what they consider paradise. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, uh, I think your perspective is everyone will get there, but, you know, you may get there sooner or later. But everyone. But the, idea is to, uh, the, uh, the idea is to have, like, a universal kind mm-hmm. of restoration of sorts. Yeah. There's a word for that. Mm-hmm. Another Greek word. I think it's 
apokatastasis, another mm. fancy word we got this week. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, but again, talking about that, you know, that coming of, you know, everybody's going to come around eventually in the end. Yeah. Quick way about it, try to gather up as many people and help them as possible. Mm-hmm. I think that's well, the, some of the hardest stuff. And who needs it most? Well, gosh, who needs your love? Well, I hate to tell you, your enemies need your love. <laughs> that's yeah. going to be really yeah. hard. That's a tough one to swallow. <coughs> but believe me, once mm-hmm. you can kind of like head in that direction, yeah. you'll gain more mm-hmm. comrades than you will enemies. <laughs> yeah. that, you know. I had two thoughts uh, about that. Um, I'm not, and I guess this is basically my background, I would like to think that everyone will make it or everyone will um, achieve happiness and peace. Um, but I know there are a lot of people who believe, and I'm sort of still on the fence as far as there's some folks I, I, I really don't believe this will get it at all. You know, there's certain people who are just wedded to evil or bad things. I certainly hope. I mean, I'm, I'm as optimistic as anyone that I hope that everyone, I think that every no, no one is born evil. Everyone is born a child, and, you know, children are, I think when we're born, we're carnal. We have to be taught compassion and love and um, and um, how to be civilized. Um, And some folks are not, you know, some folks just aren't taught that at all. Uh, You know, there are serial killers. You know, there was a, uh, I just saw in the news that um, there was an Egyptian bombing that happened, I think, uh, earlier today where 50-some-odd people were killed. In a mosque. Yeah. Yeah, while they were praying. Yeah, really, really horrible. So I certainly hope that eventually everyone will get it and will achieve the happiness that God wants all of us to have. Um, so, so I hope so. The second thought that I had, you're absolutely right. You know, there's certain people who are like, hey, I helped out that person, but that person just doesn't get it. He's evil, and, I, and I'm just tired. I just don't want to do it anymore. I did my bit. <laughs> I, I served my time, and, you know, that's, that's it. I now want to just relax. And the easiest thing in the world to do is to focus on yourself. It's like, hey, I want to relax. I'm getting a phone call from somebody in need. I don't want to answer the phone. Yeah. I just want to just relax and do. And my belief and the way I was raised, it is the burden of a Christian. You know, if you, you can't call yourself a Christian unless you have the capacity to help. You may help in different ways. I mean, your calling may be a financial calling. Maybe you're a benefactor. Maybe you have the money to help. Maybe your gifts are like the caregiver friend of mine. You know, that's her business. And uh, although she gripes every now and then, this is her calling. You know, she and she helps and she cleans people's boo-boo. And she has to... She knows that she does more good than bad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So she... And she can handle it. She has the burden. You know, she helps it. There are certain people who are wonderful as far as just listening to people. You know, like people call them and uh, they just empty out their burdens. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, you know, what, whatever, mean, whatever your calling is, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, well, I mean, you can ask yourself, like, you know, oh, God, I don't really feel like it today. Mm-hmm. I ain't feeling it. I, what was it we read a few weeks, well, several weeks back when Peter was asking, you know, how many times do I have to forgive somebody? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as far as... Seven times, seven times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I got a laugh out of you earlier today when, you know, you were talking about how you were helping other people. And I was like, imagine if Jesus Christ were to whine about helping people. My God, I help, I fed them with, you know, fishes and loaves of bread. I helped Lazarus. I helped the, the guy at the Gate of Beautiful. And 
how much more do I have to do? My God, they're killing me. <laughs> that was your joke. <laughs> it's like, well, and this is the thanks I get. <laughs> right. So certainly if Jesus can handle it, so can we. Oh, you know? man, I don't know. I don't know. This is, uh, <clears throat> I think I think another reason for this passage that we're reading today is because yeah. what comes after in the last part of Matthew is is, is the grim story of, of the plot to betray and murder exactly Christ, um, and you know, and I think in, the, in these stories, you know, we've been saying, you know, these parables is like like a master who goes away, mm-hmm. and you're gone for a while. Like I'm going to be gone for a while. Yeah, I'm not going to be around. Yeah, it, and 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 you're going to be dealing with just being like <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. your little mortal. You know, mm-hmm. limited lives that have one line that you know goes in one direction mm-hmm. from birth till death. Right. You dream about an eternal life. You dream about you know <coughs> a peace and a tranquility mm-hmm. and a love. Yeah. But that's not your world until you've made it your world. Yeah. And you have not made it your world. Right. And I'm not going to be here to make it for you. Right. And that's just tough, man. It's hard-ass leaven. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's it's hard and it's and it's cruel and it's mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. And what I'm – and it's all kind of like charging forward towards, you know, Christ's imminent betrayal and death. Right. But <clears throat> what I – you know, what I was saying before is like – when we're taught this in this Bible-thumping, evangelistic, you know, kind of way, mm-hmm. it's scary stuff. Sure. But these disciples, these Matthew dudes, yeah. all these disciples, they get it. Yeah. They understand that parables aren't real people. Yeah. That we're not really goats and sheep. Right. We're not. Right. We're all God's children. Right. Um, we're all here to do – I mean, they get it. Mm-hmm. It's not some kind of, like – Freaky, weird, mm-hmm. you know, mystical message to them. Mm-hmm. Although there is a lot of mysticism, in sure. It, you know. But it's not some kind of like, you know, it's not, it's not making them fearful or right. more fearful. Right. And it, if anything, it's like, <coughs> it's like a fire in their asses to come. It's empowerment. Yeah. To do something. About right. It, you, know? you know, it's funny you were mentioning. You know, Christ's imminent death. You know, as as we get closer, and as a matter of fact, I think next week you were mentioning next week or the week after next, we're actually going to shift and pivot, yeah, going things, towards the birth of Christ. Yeah, things are. Yeah, I think the at least the uh, the Catholic and the apostolic churches or whatever, or the Lutheran or whatever. I think things are going more towards the Advent cycle. So, yeah, uh, but so it's a nice little par- It's a nice little bookend. <laughs> But as you were mentioning, because you're you're about to attend a funeral of one of your friends, you and one of your friends, his wife passed away. Right. And right. Um, and you were uh, talking about how, you know, he spent this this friend of yours. He spent Thanksgiving without his wife. The first one. Right? Yeah, the first one, yeah. first uh, Thanksgiving. There'll be a lot of firsts for him. Yeah, and it's a horrible thing this time of the year, this holiday season, to be without family and friends, especially when there is a death. Or let's say if death, death is imminent or whatever. And I think about Christ. You know, he um, he's preparing the apostles. Listen, I'm not going to be around. He's giving it, – it reminds me of a father giving a child 
lessons, 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 because after a while there won't be any more lessons because I'm not going to, I'll be dead. I'm gone. So let me, I, I still remember my grandmother still giving some advice and yes. that, that, that hand, the hand just yeah. holding, you know, I still remember that uh, because she knows I don't have much time to teach you. And you're going to have to, you know, whatever I teach you, you're just going to have to figure it out. And I remember being in school. I mean, I wasn't the best student in the world. You know, uh, there are times where, and everyone learns a different way. And sometimes you have to have lessons taught different ways. I was, I was talking to an actor. I was like, how do you how do you memorize lines? And he was like, well, my method is this. I listen to it at night. And my method, my, my method is, well, I have to handwrite it because the handwriting, you know, enforces it. And other people have lessons of how they retain information. And I think about Jesus talking about the parables and, you know, there are different types of parables. One are the virgins. One are the talents. One are the uh, the master and servant and who's let in to work on the harvesting. One's about, you know, having faith and, right. and, and believing when, yeah, like when you say in the beginning, believing when you really can't have a reason to believe. Exactly, exactly. And, and just <laughs> believing in God's goodness. God. Right. Oh, by the grace of God, they're carrying me through. <laughs> sure, you know, and, sure. And that's hey, you know, that's a valuable tool sometimes. Right, exactly. So you everyone, know? so I get the sense that Jesus is saying, well, that may have hit Peter, but let me tell one that'll hit Paul, or this one's hit the apostles. Let me tell the one that will hit the people who are listening, who are not really, who are in like in the background. Maybe I can hit one Pharisee. I mean, I get all of them, but I can hit one. I hate to use a really tired analogy, but it's just like riding a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> you got to kick the training wheels off. Exactly. And believe that you can balance. Believe in yourself. Exactly. If you don't have anybody to believe in. Yeah. Believe in you. Right. Believe in the power of what you can do. Right. For, for someone else, for yourself, mm -hmm. for the love of God, believe it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's enough. You know, that's, that's, that could be enough sometimes, too. Yeah. And, yeah. and if Jesus is that training wheel... <laughs> The wheel's going to come off. The wheel's going to come off, you know, and he's only mortal, folks. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> he, he, I mean, uh, he is of the flesh mm -hmm. at, at this at this juncture. Yeah. 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 It's kind of funny, the parable starts, it start, it's probably different in your book, it starts out, the human one, when the human one comes. Yeah. Did you start, find that out? You might want to share a different, like, little version, because I thought that yeah. was an odd yeah, you know, mine, mine, mine is a uh, different I, version. I think the whole point is to, like, yeah. to differentiate between the different kind of personifications. Yeah. So Lord, shepherd, king, yeah. human one. So uh, I have, my Bible has four different versions. I have the King James Version, which says the Son of Man shall come in, glory, in his glory. Son of Man. And then the NIV Version, when the Son of Man comes in his glory. Yeah. The NIV, but when the Son of Man comes in his glory. In New American Standard Version, but when the Son of Man comes in His glory, it varies later on. But it's always the Son of Man. Yeah. But, here, here, uh, I, yeah here I got the human one. Yeah, the human one. It's <coughs> actually, you know, more more closer. I mean, you know. I guess. I don't, yeah. yeah. Well, this is what this. I mean, I, I, we don't think of Jesus Christ as a human. I, I said this was a yeah. fresh translation. Bible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I guess no, it's very fresh. Mm -hmm. Very fresh and new. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, just just. Just shows to go you there that, that this word has been interpreted and reinterpreted. And, sure, you know, and, and twisted around. But it, but even this parable, unlike a lot of the others, is like even with all the different mm -hmm. you know ways of, of, of saying it. Yeah, pretty cut and dry. Yeah, yeah, pretty cut and dry. But uh, I love the the uh, the concept of um, 
giving, 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 even when, I mean, you know, the, the burden of giving. I understand there is a burden of giving. There is a burden of perpetually being a servant. And, I mean, when we think about service, we're like, hey, you know, am I going to get paid for my services? I mean, you know, like I did this, and here's my invoice, and what have you. Um, but, and we may, we may feel manipulated. We may feel uh, used. I think that's the price to pay for, um, for, for Christianity. And I'm sure we, we feel it, you know, during the holiday season where um, – you know, we feel, well, hey, you know, I'm supposed to receive. I mean, when I'm a child, when I was a child, I told you about my Christmas story. Uh, um, so, I mean, I'll share this later on during Christmas time. But when I was a child, I was like, hey, Christmas, where are my gifts? <laughs> give, 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 give. Yeah. And I had to make the pivot. I think it was around 1985 when I came in in my grandmother's house expecting toys. And there was no toys. The Christmas tree wasn't done. I, as a matter of fact, there wasn't even a Christmas tree. <laughs> And I'm like, what happened? Where, where, where was Christmas? It's like the Grinch stole everything. It's like, well, no one brought a gift. I mean, no one brought a tree. People have to participate. And if no one participates, it doesn't happen. They call this the season of giving, which is kind of nice. Exactly. Because like, I think which one of the things you – during our little coffee hour this morning, yeah. uh, one of the things you said – you know, yeah, there is an anguish, there's an anxiety of giving, and as a oh, sure. as, as a Christian, we're sitting here told, right, you know, point blank, you know, that you know, got to do it, right, got to help people, mm-hmm. otherwise, no good for you, yeah, and no good for them, and no good for you, and and there's a certain anxiety. It's exhausting. Your friend who's a caregiver, you know, mm-hmm. me, you know, my all, all my sure. little stupid angst, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but. But one of the things, uh, everyone, <laughs> this is another thing. I didn't laugh because I don't mm-hmm. know what laughing. Uh, yeah. Like, you, you said, well, you know, you feel like a servant. You feel like you're taxing yourself and giving, giving yourself because you're a Christian. You gotta give. Well, get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> suck, yeah. Suck it up. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, love is a muscle. And if you don't work the muscle, you know, it, it, of course, get, it gets lax. It gets easier. I know. Yeah. And, and I know. And, and I know people, you know, who. Who do good mm-hmm. and like like a you know friend friend of mine, uh, she gives to uh, so many charities. Yeah, you know and and people you know who you know who ask for mm-hmm. you know save the save this wildlife or help this cause yeah. or support this legislation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she gives to you know a few. Yeah, and because of that, her mailbox is. Sure. Of, wait a minute. We heard you help them. Will you help us? <laughs> sure. Oh, sure. Here's a, here's a quick story. So I have a. Um, there was a guy who retired from our office, from the DA's office. He was a lawyer. Uh, I'm not going to mention his name. Uh, prided himself as being a libertarian. Um, and I haven't quite been able to figure out all what that is. <laughs> anyway. But you know, he he's very anti-government, and he's like, I don't even know why we have these government programs. And I was like, well, I mean, it's to help people in need. It's like, but that's what the churches are for. The churches, they give all the time. And he just said it very nonchalantly, knowing full well he doesn't participate in the churches and he doesn't, you know, give away. He's like, well, How there'll always be churches. <laughs> there'll always be churches. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, it, you know, it sort of floored me. It was like, well, what if there weren't? And, you know, and... And how successful do you think they are considering all the 
homeless encampments you see everywhere. Right, exactly. I mean, how, how flippant are some folks who are like, well, I don't have to give. The church is already giving. I don't have to, you know, you can be a goat if you want to. It's like, well, there are plenty of sheep. You know, uh, why do I have to? They, they'll be taken care of. And, you know, we shouldn't be so flippant about that. The world. Especially if we believe that God is, you know, judging us. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's sort of like this tax judge. Ridiculous. <laughs> no, to, oh. believe, to believe that, you know, mm-hmm. to, that, that, that you can take away so much from so many mm-hmm. and, and think that that's actually going to help people. It's just like ridiculous. The bottom rail is on the top, as they say. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. Uh, the tax breaks for the uh, the rich, as if you know the rich needs tax break. Yeah, look at you know, like look around you, folks. People are needier, mm-hmm. more needy than ever. Yeah, we're having record numbers at our little food yeah. thing, and that's just one yeah. tiny example. I mean, we could do more. Yeah, and that's an indictment against the United States. I mean, don't you think we're richer than we've ever been? I mean, the stock market is, you know, is overflowing, and, uh, you know, the dot-com, I mean, the so many startups making so much money, how much of that money is helping people who are really in need? Well, just the, uh, as our population and workforce increases, then mm-hmm. each person gets less and less. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, that has, and that's to say nothing about the people who have nothing at all, because they don't even... They don't, they're not even on the radar. Yep. You know? Yep. The unemployed or the unemployable or, mm-hmm. or those who are just, you know, suffering in silence. Right. You know, they remain in silence even yeah. more so. Yeah. And when people don't help, it just reinforces, you know, whatever, hate, you know, anger, hate, uh, which also, you know, bears fruits of misogyny and racism or whatever because, you know, people want scapegoats or whatever, when really the source is... I'm in pain, and I want someone else to blame. Yeah, I don't understand this. Like, I mean, I know we all have free will, and we, mm-hmm. you know, we value the freedom to, you know, spend our money the way we want and not be told how to do it yeah. by, by our government, our yeah. taxes, our institutions. Mm-hmm. <coughs> okay, okay. There's a lot to be said for free will, but you know, I mean, I really would wouldn't mind, you know, helping. <laughs> Many people as possible. Sure. I, you know, I, you know, I pay a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I certainly don't mind a government that uses its, you know, tax money to to help people. I mean, I know that when I spend my taxes, you know, it goes to the public school system. I don't service. I, it doesn't help me because I don't, I don't have any kids. Yeah, but it's okay. I'm helping somebody else. Yeah, those kids are going to like help make a better world because <laughs> they're smarter. It <laughs> pays for the cops. It pays for the <laughs> firemen. It I pays mean, for all sorts of services that I don't use. I mean, there's a difference. And I'm between, okay with that. There's a difference between really valuing free will and then really just not giving a goddamn. Right. You know, there's a there's a there's 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 a big difference between the two. Sure. You know. I mean, sure. I don't. I mean, I don't want to have an argument about. You know, I'm, Thanksgiving's over, so if you already had this kind of conversation <laughs> at home, yeah. You know, but yeah. I, I don't want to have an argument about what what. Is good or bad about you know conservatism or libertarianism? Yeah, or, I'm sure. Or, you know, I've had so I've but had so many friends uh, tell me, oh, you know, I can't have any political arguments at, at Thanksgiving. Yeah, which I've never quite understood. I'm like, hey, you know, if you have a difference, I can hash it out or whatever. But you know, I guess people are just very they're so polarized about it that it creates well, you know, serious, it, serious I arguments. Mean, I, think, I think Wednesday when we were going over this verse, one yeah. one one woman said, you know, I really don't want to talk about politics, but. 
<laughs> and then she just <laughs> went on and on and, and on. I think Father Justin would be like, no, 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 bring it on, bring it yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're all going to probably agree with you anyway. <laughs> oh, well. like, like I was talking to you earlier about uh, the, some of the commercials that I see, which ultimately happens on Christmas oh, because, God, you yeah. know, these uh, stores – are already focused on Christmas and what you're going to buy, and you see these commercials. Oh, I went. He went to Jared, and he bought me a ten thousand dollar ring. <laughs> and oh, look, here, sweetheart, here's a Mercedes. I remember one was like, you know, he gives his wife a Jaguar, like SUV, and she goes, "Why are there so many miles on this?" And he kind of has this little smirk. <laughs> right, exactly. It's because I went and bought a Jaguar and spent it all around town. Yeah, exactly. Like, so who is though? Who are these people? Exactly. I don't, I don't know any of these people or whatever. And uh, and of course, everyone ha- lives in these houses, which are like th- six or seven or eight rooms. And I'm like, I don't know of anyone who who lives like this. And I just yeah. know when I do my commercial for mm-hmm. you know my new car. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to get the house with the circular driveway so it looks good at every angle. <laughs> right, exactly. And I bring it up because I'm sure it angers a lot of people because it's like, wow. These are the haves that I'm watching on TV, and I can never live that life. Ergo, there's that picket fence, that proverbial picket fence of of the haves and the have-nots, which uh, makes us more isolated and makes us more frustrated and 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 anxious and that sort of stuff. And then, God forbid, if you have any kids who are like, oh, I want this, I want that, I want this, and you can't. Um, So... If, you know, if you are if you have anxiety for those who are listening during the holiday season, it's understandable. It's kind of programmed. Yeah, I mean, think of all the people who are watching those commercials and thinking like, "Well, I'm definitely a have not." Right. I don't got that. Right. You know, so why the hell should I give anyway? Right. I'm not even grateful for the crap that I have. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and it, it, yeah, it's a it's a box. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just have to turn the TV off and realize, hey, these commercials or, you know, what America, what people present, I mean, whether it be, you know, let's say the the Christmas, I mean, like I'm watching football and, you know, it focuses on, you know, American troops. I mean, there's a narrative of what America is or what have you or what you should be as an American and what you should be doing. A lot of times you have to draw your own narrative. I mean, Jesus has a narrative for you, and that is to give. To other people, to, for us to be our own community. To be grateful for the simplest things in the world. To be grateful for your simple, simple life. Yeah. Whether you've got a, you know, a lot or whether you've got a little. Exactly. You know, to 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 respond to it, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the fact that, you know, hey, I value this thing. Yeah. You know? And all we have are each other. I mean, the sun is out today. The fog lifted. I mean, exactly. it's a beautiful day. Yeah. That's it. I'm feeling warmth. That's mm-hmm. enough for right now, man. <laughs> right. A, or it's a start. That's man. exactly it's right. It's a start. I know? mean, you know, we're not we're not part of that Norman Rockwell painting of, of you know, whatever his vision of Christmas and Thanksgiving or whatever is. But it, it's not bad. You know, we still have each other, and uh, we can. the only way that we can achieve happiness, not the happiness, commercialized happiness, but real happiness, is is by giving by you know, strengthening that tapestry which is each other. Well, it's in this in this particular you know chapter. I mean that mm-hmm. that emphasis on freely sharing. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's just the key. Yeah, it's the key to well, obviously helping the other person. Yeah, I mean, you know, where would they be without your your love and help? Right. It's the key to your own self righteousness. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So that you know you know you can be assured that you know. 
<laughs> you're not going to have to like face darkness or solitude or mm-hmm. anxiety, yeah. even though it maybe hurts to give. Yeah. But this this freely sharing stuff mm-hmm. is is the way to do it. I mean, and, and if you can't make yourself available, yeah. If you can't share freely and fully, right? You know, I mean, what are you talking about? Who do you want to have a relationship with? Right. I mean, I think what Christ came to tell us, the scriptures are telling us, what this word is telling us, mm-hmm. is like God is like saying, All right, I really want to get with you. Right. <laughs> I mean, I really want to get mm-hmm. with you. Right. I want us to have a good, honest, happy, loving relationship. Right. You, me. Yeah. got this life. You've got this brain. You've got mm-hmm. this heart. Yeah. You've got access. Right. You know, mm-hmm. to so many things. Yeah. Now, I want I want to I want to have a relationship with you. Right. I want to have a relationship with that person that I love. Exactly. I mean, that's what you know, this 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 hell and damnation. Father Justin had a lot of problems with it. And mm-hmm. one, one of the things he came away with is like, you know, that fire, mm-hmm. that eternal fire is, 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 is the love of God. Mm-hmm. And you either face it yeah. or you turn away from it. But yeah. it's always good. Even if you turn away, it's going to be hot on your back. Yeah. Go and turn back. Look at me. Yeah. Play with me. Yeah. Love me. I'm going to get with you, man. Yeah. Well, you know, and he was talking about, like, well, even Hitler, you know, has got a chance sometime and in eternity, according to <laughs> according yeah. to his faith about yeah. about what this fire and yeah. and hell or heaven is, yeah. you know, he's still got a chance. And all you got to do is turn around, yeah. you know, make that first step. Yeah. And that <laughs> that may that may seem a very foreign thing, and people may raise their eyebrows. Oh my gosh, really. I'm sure. Yeah, but everyone everyone was a child. Even Hitler was a child. Yeah. Well, everyone has an access to faith, no matter how exactly crazy it may sound. Yeah. If it's faith for them, if it works for them, if yeah. it melts your butter, yeah. whether it be, you know, mm-hmm. growing up Methodist or growing up as failure or, yeah. or, you know, never believing in, in anything mm-hmm. or you believe in the power of a light bulb and yeah. that's about it or whatever, you yeah. know, whatever melts your butter. If you're, you know, mm-hmm. if you're doing the simple things, yeah. if, you're, if, you're, if you're approaching your life mm-hmm. you know, with a love of yourself, a love of human beings, yeah. you're doing it. Yeah, and, it, and if you're not, you have to ask yourself why? Why? Why are you a Christian? What is what is Christianity? What What exactly are you doing? Because how can you call yourself a Christian if you don't serve, if you don't give, if you don't look at your fellow man as equals, even those who you don't agree with, even who you th- those who you think are evil? You know, Donald Trump himself came to me and was like, "Hey, you know, I want to." I, I need help, or I need your services, or, or what have you. I may think of him as completely evil, but can I call myself a Christian if I've said no? I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I would be apologetic to him or whatever, but if I'm being called to help even the most someone who I just absolutely hate, and I say no, I've got to look at myself in the mirror. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, wasn't he wasn't president supposed to do things like? Uh, on the well, uh, what, what are you supposed to be like? Go to like a 
like a shelter or something yesterday. I don't yeah. Know. Well, they, I don't know what ended up yeah. happening. He is the ultimate public servant, or at least the office of the presidency is supposed to be for I mean, a public even, servant. Yeah. I think that, that that instance in Puerto Rico, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what can I say? Yeah. What, what can I say? <laughs> you know, he is either a sheep or a goat. And it's his decision. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. he is judging and he will be judged. It's so funny because yeah. we, we, every Sunday we do the prayers for the people. And, sure. And, we, and, and there's always there's always a space for him. And please pray for yeah. our, our leaders and, and, mm. and, the, and, the, and the, the, the guy who reads it. And, yeah. Intercessor, I think that's the official term of the yeah. person who reads it. Yeah. He says, and let's pray for all world leaders and people in authority, and especially Donald. <laughs> does he actually <laughs> say that? Actually say, wow. He actually says that. Uh, balls, I yeah. just feel myself. <laughs> I just feel myself, but I, 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 pers- I, I think about that. And I, think yeah. that I think it's everybody wincing except me yeah. or, or, or with me, you know. Right. Am I the only one doing this? Yeah. But hey, man, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's always a space for those, you know, yeah. you know, who need it, and some people need it a lot. Every, everyone can turn around. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of yeah. Did you have a poem? A, a, oh, there was something uh, someone shared with me. Are we, yeah. Are we? Near, yeah, we're nearing the end, aren't we? Yeah, we hit that uh, one hour mark. We're at one oh five. We were on a roll. <laughs> oh my god, sorry. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, it's. I think that's what it's all about. So this is a poem, a poet that um, we could cut something, I guess. But no, 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 th- no, no. This is a this is a poet that uh, people you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and Father Justin and a couple other people kind of turned me on to. Yeah, and it's by Mary Oliver. It's called "The Gift," mm-hmm. and it's just really, really beautiful. And she's a real beautiful writer. And I think people who probably have heard of Mary Oliver. Or if you haven't, you should. (laughs) It's really good. And this is called The Gift. Be still, my soul, and steadfast. Earth and heaven both are still watching through time, though time is draining from the clock, and your walk that was confident and quick has become slow. So be slow, if you must, but let the heart still play its true part. Love still as once you thought, deeply and without patience. Let God and the world know you're grateful that the gift has been given. You know, that is beautiful. <laughs> it's just like yeah. so warm. Yeah. So warm and touching. And, you know, as, we, you know, as, we're, as we're anxious, mm-hmm. I think we need, to, we need to cling to those really pretty words. And I know people yeah. have them. You have your special poems, yeah. Things that you know bring you kind of like warm. Yeah. There's a there's a special lady in my life. Her name is Sally in um, in India. That would be a poem that I think when I think of that, I think of her. Mary Oliver, the gift. You should tell her. Yeah, She's absolutely. Dig it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you want to um, pray us out? Certainly. Sure. Um, oh God, thank you once again um, for bringing us together to honor and worship your word. It's the gift that uh, has been given to us, and uh, we want to embrace it and use it and let it use us uh, to help do your works, to help ourselves, uh, to give us the strength and, and the love and the energy to help all 
other people in our lives as much as we can. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we thank you for your blessings. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Okay, let's, let me uh, close this out. <clears throat> Faith, this podcast, is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church, which has made you turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask you to listen to this podcast, even challenge us on Facebook or on SoundCloud, and share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast. Well, you're already listening to it, but you can tell your friends. You can listen to this on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes if you have a uh, computer or laptop that you're listening on to. Just open up your iTunes app, click on Store. You're not going to buy anything. Go to the search engine, and on the upper right-hand side, you can search for you got to have faith, and you will find us. If you use Android, download the SoundCloud app, or just go on SoundCloud.com, search for us, and you can find us. That's it. All right. All right. Thank you for listening, and God bless. We are out. <laughs>